Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just a little nervous because there's somebody new sitting at the table. He's making sounds in the I'm microphone. back. What is up? Oh, my, oh my God. God. That was this guy. <laughs> you guys missed me, didn't you? He so talked much. about it for 20 minutes doing that to open into the episode. I'm he, glad he got to do that. Well, it's okay. We, we can go back to having like an eight or nine rated podcast because your boy's back. Oh, yeah. Is that... that's. I don't know. I got a lot of good feedback from the last you episode. You got zero feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I had at least four people's feedback. Oh, really? Which would be the other four people that were on the podcast. Yeah, I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, I, I'm proud of you guys. You guys did good. I, it was fun going through the editing for once, and it was like... New to you? Yeah, I was like, wow, I actually have to like listen to this like it's a new movie or something because I need to know what's going on. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you always went off the rails a little bit, but when you're doing a Lodge Crew type thing, I think that's kind of the kind of the move anyway. That's, yeah, that's the way to go. I'm going to make a motion tonight for us to not talk about structure and or... <laughs> of the podcast? Of the podcast. I am 100% down. Yeah, okay. We're just podcasting, dude. We're just a bunch of guys podcasting. That's right. I mean... We got a lot of just cool a bunch stuff of guys, but we can't say it's just us three tonight. Guys being dudes, is, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, yeah. So it, it is a barren studio tonight. It feels feels awkward. I feel like we've had quite a few people in here the last few weeks, yeah. which is fine. I always feel like when it comes back to this, it's just it's almost like a really nice relief just to get back with my tangents. Team, my on this would tangents. be our second time doing this as just the three of us when we like since the beginning. And no. I guess more no since the since Matt coming since back. Just, yeah yeah so the, the first new, like fifteen episodes <laughs> was like well minus a couple guests but I kind of you know I've been like thinking about it do you guys like want to I kind of want to go back and listen to the the pilot I have okay so I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago but I was listening to a podcast the other day and I was at work so I couldn't like just change over what I was doing I couldn't get out from underneath something and it just started playing like it went from because I was listening to the newest episode and it threw right back to the pilot and I was listening to it and I was like, ah, cringy. How is this our most listened to podcast? <laughs> it's not, it's not bad. It's just not like, I mean, the flow and the, and the way we talk is, is way different. We all sound super nervous in the pilot. Yeah. And like really no, like, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> don't say no, it. no, no, no. There's just like no, um, organization. Yeah. Okay, that was a good. That was fair. It's not. I don't. I wouldn't say call it a. Synonym. This guy brought his thesaurus tonight. Yeah, but yeah. As far as last week goes, you guys did great. I think it was a kind of a cool change of pace to do something like the Jeopardy thing. Uh, I Bull Mountain Brothers is not sponsored or affiliated with Jeopardy. I think that you know, like we had talked before that we had gotten feedback that like the trivia thing was like, are you trying to make it? And then it was like maybe that was just one person's opinion. Because a lot of people, I think, are still interested in, like, whatever happened to the Sean and Ramsey battle from March. And I erased that board, too, last week. So we don't even know what the score is. Zero, oh, zero. I do. No, no I, zero, I, zero, I think. It, it was five five to one or something like that, or five to two. I don't think it was. I think Four it was, like, no. I no, because you only need one more win. No, I think it was definitely, like, three to three, I think is what I remember. Mm, no, because you're a scrub when it comes to trivia. Well, what do you guys, what do you guys been yeah, up to? Obviously, fucking trivia. I wasn't here. You guys didn't really talk about it, but 
part of me like becoming a stronger mentally person. Like I'm just gonna mentally person or not mentally, but a stronger, just like stronger change. person mentally. I it, think is what you're going it, for there. What we talk a lot about us um working on like working out and like getting in better shape and like working on things. And I think it's also important to work on like your mind and strengthen it because there's something I don't want to get into it, but we, it's it's a thing we've talked about weak mind or whatever. And because of that like we got to a point where we just wouldn't talk about stuff and I'm going to say like I had COVID again. So that's why I wasn't here last week. Didn't suck as bad as the first time, but like it sucks to get, I don't want to get it. You know, I don't want to waste my life. Nobody wants to get sick. Yeah. And so it was a much different experience because I'm coming out of it like with a, like a positive attitude this time. And so I'm ready to get back into things. I feel great, which is weird. I feel almost better than I did before I had it, which is weird. Uh, but I'm ready to get things rolling. Like, I'm ready to, like, let's get Bull Mountain Brothers shooting to the moon. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man. It's time. We're, we keep putting off this, this shit that we want to do, Sean. Like, we, it's June 16th. We have so we many have, ideas. We have shot our bow together one time. That is true. Yeah, that's we kind of fell off that hill a little bit. And I don't know if I told you guys this the other day, but they did antelope drawings for archery tags, and I, I drew an archery tag. So I have two archery tags to fill this year, and I can't do it in the shape I'm in right now. Like I have to, I have to get on the ball. Yeah, it's kind of a like tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> well, like yesterday. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Friday. I think the plan is this weekend is Ramsey. Ramsey's racing this weekend, which is cool. Yes, sir. I don't know if anyone could check you out whatever it's, uh, it's pretty well, local there's there's drone footage and everything so. on youtube What's it's, the YouTube yeah it's channel? on youtube it's the montana drone company okay it's the yellowstone off-road racing so well good luck to you hopefully you guys do well and no more breakdowns and you guys can finish the race and it's been a year that's for sure yeah so ramsey's gonna race sean you must be chilling this weekend i think we're gonna get together sunday and do a little bit touch up on the studio but uh the plan wise i think what we're going to do is kind of not do anything together this weekend when ramsey and i get back together on sunday we're meal prepping and then you boys are back into the gym together on monday i'm going to the gym at my time like we're getting ready it's i mean think about this sean are you guys going to come out and help me film my archery antelope no it'd be too damn hot no dude i think we got to do it i think i think someone needs to sit in the blind with me oh i think we could both sit in the blind with you and just okay so do you realize how when that is from today Starts two months from today. Jeez. I might be on a honeymoon. Yeah, I was going to say, you're probably going to be on your honeymoon. <clears throat> well, you don't have to help me, but I'm just saying, like, my point is... That's when... Yeah. Th that's, that's how crazy. close hunting season Seriously. Which, uh, we kind of... I mean, not in a direct way, but we have been scouting a little bit just because the area that you hunt in is, like... <laughs> right, right by our house. Right by our house. So, I mean... You drive by an area, you know you can hunt, and you see an antelope next to water. I know, but it's a weird year, dude. Like, Ramsey and I kind of live in the prairie, like, at the foothills of the mountains in the prairie, kind of. Oh, we're not foothills. We are... A mile. Just... mile from timber. Dead set right in the middle of the prairie, but... Close enough. You could walk to the timber. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Uh, And it's green. It's never green this time of year. I know, it's weird. I've never seen the, like, the south hills or the rims this green before yeah, mm -hmm. it's wild which i mean 
obviously we're dealing with like Montana's like in peril right now. Yeah, the that flood that is happening is it's on our back door. Yeah, it's drastic. I mean, it's crazy. You know, the weird thing is is like I've been so busy obviously with being sick and then getting back to work. It's crazy when you get back. Um I I've been I don't want to be a lucky loo, but like you kind of want to like at least drive by it once to like be like oh I witnessed the floods of 2022 is which is a 500 year flood in Montana this hasn't happened in our lifetime like lifetimes of lifetimes like it hasn't happened since Indians roamed basically am I right or is that I thought it was a hundred years no they said 500 150 years of um uh graphing that they have. Yeah, I don't. I keep seeing these things. Where, I think when they talk about five hundred year flood, I don't even know what that means. All I know is that, like in Billings, it crested at almost seventeen feet, which is three feet over flood. Level. The I saw a video that a buddy of mine took driving by the Cowboys Bar in Huntley. Do you think it's is underwater. it in the trap club? It was oh for sure. Oh, yeah. Man, we have to ask Dan about how bad it is out there. I I think three years ago I had to help him back water out of the traps. So. Damn. And it ruined all of the targets. Well, and and Nick was out. He had to leave work at like 930 in the morning on uh, one of the days this week because his girlfriend's dad lives right off the Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. And the water was like 15 feet from his house. Oh, man. And so he took off and took the dump trailer down and was like loading pallets of sandbags. Because Laurel was out of sandbags. And so he had to go to Joliet get sandbags mm -hmm. and he just did her his girlfriend's dad's house and then the neighbor's house and it's kind of he he thought it was a little weird because there's a guy the neighbor lives up on a hill and he's sitting there watering his grass <laughs> well these guys are just getting you know water dumped and then i mean like the red lodge was i mean a disaster and there was a solid few days this week that we were even wondering if we were going to be able to get married in Red Lodge. No, that's so weird. I think, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. We called all the places that like the, the venue's fine. Most of the lodging is fine. The hotel that at least I'm staying at one of the nights is fine. And I, I guess I haven't the really heard. Consummation night. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really. Faces red right now. I really haven't heard of. Any, you know, the everywhere, but I mean, I saw pictures of like the day after it looked like Main Street and Red Lodge looked like a river bottom. bottom. I know it's oh, wild, yeah. and I have well, think, a buddy think about this. doing construction up there right now, and he's been sending me pictures. And it, like you said, I mean, it just brought all of the round river rock onto Main Street or Pile. Broadway or whatever it is. Taller than Lodge. cars, I saw some places. Oh, yeah. Well, and think about this when you think about natural disasters. And Montana's had some stuff. I mean, we had like the Metro got the tornado 10 mm -hmm. years ago. Um, bunch of just different natural disasters. And in Montana, I think we're a little numb to like serious things because living in Montana can be, I don't know, like we're getting oh, for sure. snow, cold, yeah. rain. We get everything. I think it's a little different versus like like living in New Orleans and, you know, hurricanes coming. It's like. Yeah. You know. But I think we're pretty numb to like, uh, well, it happens. Just like, let's get over it. But yeah. this is like, this is definitely more like devastating and i'd say the three of us like we're not devastated by this because ramsey and i's house is actually 30 miles north like where our studio is and where we work uh is very close to the yellowstone river i mean well not the studio but where we work is like i mean very close to flooding um 
but we're not directly affected. But then you start thinking about like how you are affected. Well, we've got land over at Red Lodge. Guarantee you it was underwater. Like guarantee you it's right on the riverbed. So, I mean, that land is definitely, hopefully it didn't wash out everything and ruin it. Um, you think about what's a, what's a couple big places that we fly fish literally three like main a main part of those river they're probably shot i don't know i keep getting mixed like people think like the the trout are going to be dead or in mexico it's like i don't know they can swim i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen i know and it's just like horrible for like the i just can't even imagine being somebody that you've lived in the house in red lodge for so many years and then somebody tells you you have to leave your house because your entire house is going to be full with, filled with water. Yeah. Leave. It, it would be, be so hard. I bet it would be similar to what people deal with in Tornado Alley every year. like Or even like fires in Montana. I mean, yeah. I'd rather have a flood, in my opinion, than a fire because a fire, there ain't going to be nothing left. At least with a flood, you have a chance. Well, I think the most building. destructive thing about the floods is like it's just ruining bridges and, I mean, stuff, infrastructure that's going to take Seriously. years and years to rebuild. Well, and like in the Yellowstone was drastically affected by this. And it's like that's a, you know, nature made park for people to be able to go and, and see. And it's just like devastating for things. That but on the other side of that is, it's going to be the first time in like a hundred years that the animals have getting, the animals will have a break from people. Which is an interesting thought. What was, what's going to happen? I mean, they're going to get really comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. Just but I, I do know people, like, I know several people along the Stillwater. I, I'm really interested, the one guy that we know right next to the mine, like, what happened to his stuff, and I don't know. It's all it's all really terrible, yeah, and it's... He's right on a 90 degree. Well, I, I just had a weird thing, because I I think about things that affect me, and I think about things that affect people, and I'm, I, yes, we want to say our prayers, and Bull Mountain Brothers, I mean, we'll go out in the community. Like, if, if we need, people need our help, we'll be there. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're glad to help. But then I look at some other things and it's like, were, were you guys under the impression that this could even happen this year? Like, did you think it was going to happen? No, I feel like it kind of, I don't know. I just mainly because I probably wasn't directly, you know, in Red Lodge or in the places that flooded. And I, it kind of, to me felt like it was like out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't realize our, our snowpack was so. Well, they, I know like Red Lodge area did get a bunch of snow. Well, and I found out the Judith Basin, which is basically like, you know, where we go hunting and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Uh, snowpack right now is at 5,300% right now. Like none of their snowpacks melted, which is crazy because we were just up there and I feel like we would have seen we it. We didn't go that high though. So like Ramsey and I went on ATV ride last weekend. If you check out our TikTok, you can kind of see the little route we went. Um, and there was creeks dried up. And it's like, man, I was like, dude, is it that dry? And then to come home and like Montana is just absolutely flooding. And then to find out like, no, it's not just dry. Like it just hasn't melted yet. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it really hasn't been that warm of a June. No, no. Well, what is it setting us up for? You know, what has been like the last four or five years is um, we might get rain, a lot of rain. And then all of a sudden middle of July cuts off and we're 90 degrees for a month. It's starting to ruin um, archery season. Like archery season is getting so hot. So is that, that going to happen this year? Or are we going to finally have a summer where it's not as hot? Stuff stays green into July, maybe? It might. I think stuff could potentially stay green into July. 
Well, it's been raining every single day over well, here. Well, it's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know. Definitely, we, I think, up in the mountains where you don't get the same amount of heat and there's still so much water and stuff up there. I think the mountains are going to kind of be where it's at this year. I think they're going to stay pretty green probably even into August. Do you, do you see where I'm going at, though? It's like, are we going to have the first year where we're going to have big-time horn growth, big-time, like, animals aren't dying in the summertime, like, is this going to be a setup for a good hunting season? With all the peril that's going on, which is, I don't want to make a huge positive out of this negative, but with all this water, all this greens, all this low temperatures, is it going to last through the summer? And are we going to have our first, like, really good hunting season in a couple years? Yeah, in my opinion, flood years are way better than fire years. We don't know if it's a fire year yet. It could grow out super tall and then dry out and yeah, be the worst it, it fire could be both. ever. I'm hoping for a, fire, or a flood year. Well, that's the thing. I've I said this to mild some mild. guys that I talk to throughout the week, and it's like, why couldn't a flood happen in the year of a bad fire season? So they offset each other in some way. And it's like, we're not that lucky. Well, it's not even that. It's like the flood always happens first. Flood, then fire. Like our snowpack's not going to last till August. And my question that I keep asking people is like, we had floods every, it seems like we have a flood stage of some sort, whether it's because of ice jams or something, not this severe, obviously it hasn't been this deep in forever, but I mean, shit's flooded before or gotten close to flood stages. Why don't we have like reservoirs that can go empty and stuff like that right off of high, like right off of the rivers that we can dump all this water into to say, like, you know what I'm saying? Think of all the water we could save that we could that we could use for, um, like fire seasons and stuff. I'm sure it's. I mean, you. Uh, the thing like I always say is like, you say that kind of stuff. Wow, that was loud. I I think of the same stuff, and it's like, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? I guarantee you, the people that are in charge of that have thought of that, and there's just something. Money probably that is holding it back. Yeah, some uh, money pro- more than likely. Yes, but dude, if I was a landowner and my shit was about to get flooded, the next year I'd just dig a giant reservoir with like a gate on it, and then when shit started to flood my land, just dump it in the reservoir and just have my own lake. <laughs> and then I would always have irrigation water. That is a smart idea. Well, that's that's quite the tangent. We it is, but I've, it. I, it is just very tragic to what happened to the people of Montana that are affected by the flood. Yeah, directly affected. From from all of us here at Bull Mountain Brothers, if if anybody in the community needs a hand, don't don't hesitate to reach out. Um, we send thoughts and prayers to everybody that's been affected. Yeah, and I'd like to I'd like to take a trip with the, with the boys and just go check out. You know, obviously we're not looking for, oh, the bridges and stuff that broke, but I'd like to go see all of our fishing spots and all of our, like, I, we need to go check out our, our land on the, on Red Lodge and see what happened and just see what, what, where we can pick up the pieces. And like, honestly, I was telling Josh, think of all the new fishing spots <laughs> there's going to be, like, you're going to have to relearn how to fish these rivers. All of the, the deep spots and all the stuff is going to be blown out. It's going to be, mm-hmm. there's going to be new deep it's gonna spots. going to be somewhere new. Yeah. I just hope a lot of the fish survive and they stayed here and I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be, it's going to be new. It was, Are you done messing quite, around with I'm your sorry. mic? I'm sorry. It was just like, 
<laughs> oh, sorry. You guys trying to have a podcast? That's more than enough. Yeah, that was plenty. <laughs> yeah, but with that, I guess is uh, we didn't really get to talk about our podcasts have been kind of not wonky, but like either a couple weeks behind or a week behind. And then it was like, a, what did I say? Oh, we were just you waiting just, for you to say something about structure. Yeah, no, you're no, leading no, no. into it. No, no, no. What I was saying hard. is like nothing. This is like the most current events we've had to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really get to talk. I don't think anyone talked about a booth that we did a couple weeks ago because we couldn't really. I mean, it just didn't turn out right. Yeah. A, I got COVID, couldn't go. And then B, like, I don't know if it was because there was a softball tournament this year or something, but there just wasn't people circulating like there usually is. And uh, we sold... Uh, one sweatshirt, <laughs> which is fine, and that's one more sweatshirt than we would have sold had we not. Well, we have awesome new merch. That's something we haven't talked about. Um, we haven't even posted anywhere because we need to put it on the website, but it will be coming out this weekend for sure. Absolutely, uh, which is cool. We have sweatshirt. We have two different shirts, um, and yeah, I mean, we'll just we'll keep rolling with with new merchandise as, as quickly as we can. We just it's a hard time to be a company that sells merchandise because yeah. it's hard to get it and everything's rising on prices and everything, you know, even driving to go get it is costing more money than it did a year ago. Well, mm-hmm. not only that, but just getting the stuff itself. Right. I mean, you can, you can order whatever you want, but you might not get it for. Well, and we kind of talk too. it's like, all of this atmosphere from podcasting to merchandise sales to everything. It's like you see it online, you learn how to do it. You learn from people, you know, and there's still like so much you have to learn on your own game time experience. And we're really learning like what vendors to use, what people to get, you know, like build relationships with. So we're not spending full price every single time. Right. It's, it's a learning experience and we're having to keep switching and finding. We're just the new company. So yeah, it's, it's, tough what do you do you just keep rolling with the punches i mean you just oh keep- yeah it's it's always been worth the journey so far yeah i mean th- there's so many skills that i've learned just from starting this journey oh yeah that i wouldn't have if i hadn't done it so there's so much more to do too like we're so like we we actually had a meeting we're babies we're, we're having more meetings in this game we are uh i think i think what Ramsey and I talked about, it seems like Sean's life slowing down just a little bit enough that he can have more, like we can have more time together for the three of us to like make decisions. And so like a lot of things are still coming up, you know, for the future. Well, and a lot of it is he gets to spend a lot more time with his fiance because they actually well, they live together, live now. together now. I think it, it probably makes things easier because you're not like, I, I remember with my girlfriend, like the thing that always frustrated me was like, I have to make a plan every day where I'm going to be like, and especially right. with living out of town, it was much different, but similar to what you're going, you were going through. And it's like, you feel like your life is all over the place when you, and now that you're probably in one place, mm-hmm. it makes your life a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It does. But I, I will say we've, I have noticed a change where it's like, yeah, it seems like Sean definitely has more time to like breathe and, uh, help us like get together like and he's kind of like the the peanut butter that holds the sandwich together because Ramsey and I are like how do I say this Sean I we're gonna let you kind of marinate and figure that one out <laughs> well I'm just trying to say like Ramsey and I <laughs> can we go in a straight line but to go into a straight line together sometimes 
is I'm not this is a terrible analogy. I'm not even gonna do that. Ramsey and I can butt heads and Ramsey and I do well together. But like when Sean is running at full Sean capacity, like things go really smoothly because he can reel everything together and like bring to like we we were flowing ideas the other night and it felt so good. Like we just brainstormed one of the coolest ideas, dude. I'm so I hope I hope we can get to this A before someone else does and B so people like can get excited and want it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're real-time entrepreneurs. It was, we're having, I, I'd say more or less the meetings we've been having are like the creative design. Yeah, we did. We just spent an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> making two TikToks. <laughs> we did. That's it was hard, a, man. It's got it. You want to put out good quality content. I mean, you mess up one word or you're, Tongue gets twisted up, and it's like, well, there goes that whole take. I have to do the whole thing over. Well, I think the, the funny thing is, is like, so you guys are not as like. I'm more of a kind of like modern nerd, not nerd, but like I keep up with the times, and it's kind of. I guess he thinks we're just living in the fucking. No, 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 no. Like I do the social media shit, and Sean, like, be honest. If it wasn't for this podcast, you wouldn't be as much into social media as you are. No. And so I I always used to watch when they you guys ever hear them goofy ass uh, hype houses and shit where they would get like all these TikTok influencers would get together and like get a house together like the six one five house dude I don't know what that is and it's I'm a bunch really, of country singers oh I know yeah I know what you're talking about and they would I don't they would take YouTube videos or like you'd see a TikTok of them spending hours and hours and hours helping each other make TikToks and that was the point of the house was to like help each other get more popular. And just sitting here tonight, and I'm like, I totally, like, I kind of understand why they do that. Because making a real, like, not shit slapped together TikTok for advertisement shit. Takes time. Like, it takes a lot of time to make it right. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, like, one, like. like a, I will say the TikTok went way smoother than the ad. We had, like, huge idea on how to do that. Like, we were all on the same page with that. The other, like, when you're making a, I, I just don't, like, that's, like, where we have this crossroads of, like, we've never done this before. So it's like, how do people remember to say like an entire 45 second ad read and do it right every time? And like, like we don't have a teleprompter. The five stages thing is so accurate. The what? The five stages of our, of at least how the, th- the three of us do ad reads. Oh yeah. How, the five stages of falling apart. Why am I, why am I don't, why don't I know what this is? I was literally talking about it. Well, we took an hour and 20 minutes to make a TikTok. I missed it. What First stage is you, you, re- you do really well, and then you mess up a small portion. Mm-hmm. Second stage is you start adding sentences in that you absolutely don't need to put in there. Third stage is you get pissed. Yeah. Fourth stage is you literally are not even putting anything together. You're like just, you've overthought it to yes. the point where you're just like you're saying two words at the beginning. Yeah, and then fifth stage is you're just over it. Yeah. And that has all five stages happened tonight. We tried three different people doing the <laughs> same ad read. And it ended up, so it started with me, went to Sean, then went to Riley, and then it ended up I finished it off, finally got it right. But Yeah. Well, we're cranky from working all day, so like we ended yeah. up like fighting a little bit, but it's fine. We'll be okay. Ramsey and Riley fight. Yeah, I mean, we don't ever fight, fight with Sean. He's just too delicate. We can Yeah, he's kind of soft. Oh, he did okay. walk in today, and I just really felt like he wanted to wrestle me. I was ready to, just, <laughs> I was ready to take him down. Oh, but, no. Uh, Last time you guys wrestled, you hurt him. You did. 
I'm just, we also I, wrestled. That's probably wrestled. where I'm your too, softball injury I'm is too from. Heavy. Wasn't it your quad that he hurt no, last time? No, it was just, we were also on a frozen lake. Yeah, so. and I'm too, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm too heavy. Like it's not it's not fair. Like it's you're athletic enough to wrestle my size, but I'm too heavy to make like it makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're talking about. I don't know how to <laughs> wrestle at all. So I do definitely would smoke you. Oh, okay. Anyways, with that being said. We're gonna take a little break here. Um, so here's you're a quick. Cut, you're just gonna cut me off like that. Yeah, yes, I'm gonna absolutely. cut you off like that. I, I, I favorite, wish we had my, sound bites right now. My favorite thing about Ramsey <laughs> is like his only way to transition to be like, like there's no like lead up or like end to a conversation. It's just, well, we're gonna end things right here. Short and, and sweet, we'll catch baby. You short right and sweet. Right back on the next one. No. No, just short and sweet and to the point. We yeah. are going to end this segment. And now you're going to hear a word from our sponsors. Okay. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean. That was good. I like I like how you're leading Oh, he's that. still talking. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, what I'm going to say here. Hold on. Hold on. I My finger's on the button. Don't do not do that. Let him, let him, We're not let having him say his 30 piece. minutes yet first. Let him say his piece. He's going to literally wait a minute and 20 seconds. No, 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 no. <laughs> All I was going to say is I think we're caught up on our current events. Everything else that you need to check out is on our social medias. We post live up not live we post updates of what was going on just check it out and uh and, and get ready to see a lot more of us on or a lot a lot more of us on those yeah and i think wow. that like we have some videos that need to go out well first of all our first episode of bnb outdoors is going to come out in like less than a month yeah and so we have a lot of videos that need to come out we've just taken a time to step back and like do them right so, like, they haven't been posted as soon as we wanted them to be. We have some podcast episodes that come out on YouTube. We're just figuring out how to grow our channels and do it right. And it's taking time. It's just a lot of it's a lot of work. I wish we could all just not have to work because this would be 10 times easier. It would. It would be nice. But be now nice. you guys can you can end the segment now. Sean, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So you lean into your mic. Just, just say, to say the exact same thing again. Now listen to a word from our sponsors. I will see you guys in a minute. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farm yards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. All right, folks, and we are back. We're kind of getting back to our roots here. And we're going to bring basically a one-topic subject right now. Did I just say the same thing two different ways? I think so. One-topic subject. You did good. You know, okay, we'll roll okay, okay. You we'll did roll good. We're going to do our thing where we bring up a topic and we're going to roll with it. And we're going to talk about... This is a little bit informative. It's a little bit storytelling. A little bit opinionated. So don't yeah. don't think that it's like all these guys said, you know, it's set in stone. This is how we do things. Yeah. And I guess with that being said, we're going to talk about, and it's kind of weird because I think we kind of like touch on this a lot lately, but this is kind of More concrete what we're working on right now. And basically the subject matter here. Our plans. Is like. It's going to be a bunch of different things that are related around this the the main topic, which is basically getting ready for fall archery season. But what we're going to talk about is 
kind of like five or six different bullet points, which is scouting, um, where we're going to plan on scouting at and hunting at. Physical and mental. Physical, mental, um, trail cam stuff, cameras, you know, strategy. Um, and just like everything we're doing to get ready to be you the really flubbed on that fifth one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, <laughs> I just tried to make something out of nothing. It's good. Me. It's good. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people look at hunting and they're like, oh, you just go and walk into the wilderness and shoot something. But if you're really, well, I'll also say, I don't think that everyone has like, like as hardcore, like we're, we're pretty like mentally hardcore about what we're doing. Yeah. I, I feel know. like we were. We were at a certain level of hardcore, and then Beaumont Brothers started, and now we're like surpassed that level because it's like we're not only hunting for the enjoyment, but we own a media company, and we need to put out content. So of course we're gonna do videos. I think a lot of it has to do with everyone's drive too. I think we have a lot of high personality people that like you see what we can we're capable of on an unsuccessful hard year. Like imagine to take it to the next level on a successful like you know what i'm saying riley's the only one out of the four of us that shot something last year isn't he yeah um shot the antelope yeah i don't think matt Matt shot no matt that's pretty rare when matt shoots something yeah but uh you know and it's an entirely different year and as we always do we have super high hopes going into it um just what you build up in your head is is honestly part of the journey you know well, I'll start back with basically like what I've seen from you two. I don't know. We've kind of touched on this a little bit, but what's going to happen in archery season this year is Ramsey and Sean, and this is all based off of tags and it changes, changes every year. Like we put in for certain tags. If we get them, you got to hunt a certain area. I mean, you got to make, you know, our, our part of our plan every year is, you know, wait till the tags come out and then we're going to strategize on who goes where and how. And Ramsey and Sean are headed to the mountains. Matt and I drew tags down on where we have the ranch, okay? So they've got their own plan. Matt and I talk about our own plan. And probably those plans aren't talked about between the four of us. In a way, we kind of banter a little bit. Oh, you hear a little of our plan, and we hear a little of your plan. I mean, when we did that last shed hunting trip, we kind of got to see, you know, yours and Matt's thought process on – you know, where you guys are thinking about setting up and kind of how you're going to do it. But well, I'd say like I was getting at here is like when I first started seeing our plans getting put into motion was like the last month of you guys sitting down and like hearing you two talk about your plans on where you want to go, because the mountains you guys hunt are large, large. I mean, you're 60, 70 miles of different areas. And you guys want to, from what I'm gathering, you're picking areas to scout and areas to try every time. You don't want to just spend, because it seems like what you guys have done in the past, you've hunted with other people and you spend countless days in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're going to encompass as much of that area as the we biggest. Possibly. The biggest thing Ramsey and I talked about is we have to find the elk. We have to. Instead right. of hoping you're in the right spot. And, and yeah. Kind of our thought process on that is going into it, just from my experience hunting for, you know, a decade or more, 
if I don't see fresh sign, I'm not going to stay in that area. Right. I mean, if the elk are there, there's going to be some sort of telltale sign that they're there, whether it's, you know, if it rains, if there's tracks in the mud. I mean, scrapes. Well, and that's the biggest thing is like for us last year in our archery spot, it was like we'd go in somewhere. And of course, in archery elk, a good chunk of the, you know, the majority of what you lean on is you hear them before you you know where they are. And so we're ripping bugles, cow calling, and nothing. And it's like we didn't really make that decision last year to we hit an area hard, get in there. You know, we don't see new sign, whatever. We bugle, cow call, nothing. We need to get out of there, and we need to go to a different unit. And we didn't really make that decision last year. We were kind of like, let's just keep going. And – I mean, it, and it, and it kind of worked. I mean, we we did eventually run into them, but it's like they knew we were there way before we knew they were there because they weren't talking. We just kind of happened to walk into them. Well, let's let's get this a little more organized here. I'm gonna say the talking points of what you need to get ready for next year if you're gonna be this hardcore is a sit down and making a plan, right? sitting down with your partner and deciding like what weekends are we going to do this? Or like if we can't even decide what weekends, cause you never know, like a, a your parents, like your, your wife's family is going to come one weekend and you have to stay home. Um, I mean, cause I know you, I know your guys' plans are to hunt as many weekends as possible, as much as possible, but things happen. So you make your plan on paper, looking at maps, looking at Onyx, whatever you can do. And then the next stage is, which I don't know how much you guys are going to be able to do in your spot just based off of sheer distance and being able to want to spend the money during hunting season and not pre-hunting season. So a lot of your scouting is actually kind of done in early in early archery season. Yeah. So let's just say scouting slash early hunting season. It could be for these guys. could be for you guys listening at home. A little bit of scouting where you're... Um, Putting, you know, you're not going to be putting out cameras where you guys are going, just because no. it's public. But you know, you're you're going into different spots. You're seeing where the elk are. You're trying to get responses from the elk. You're trying to, as you said, you know, find certain signs and finding out where the elk are instead of hoping they're where you go have seen them before, right? And then with that comes into play all of your other things, which are um, uh, strategies. You know, yeah, how you're going to I mean, do it. And in, in uh, talking about me and Sean sitting down and pi- kind of planning, like we're even going as far as like using Onyx to find where there's water and and the topography of like what kind of terrain is this, all the way up to like, I mean, yeah, I've seen elk there before, but where are they going to be this year? Right, and I think a huge thing for you guys is going to be getting that extra mile in away from people and and that also kind of you know we've touched on it quite a few times but like in getting my physical health to yeah. where it needs to be is going to be a huge help this year because i mean i can keep up with sean for some percentage of our hiking but i think it's going to be a lot better this year than it has in years past which well do you think that your archery seasons in the past when you've gone to the certain area and not had the good luxury tags like i have has been a lot of like just camaraderie with the boys and oh, absolutely. like it's not as much hardcore. Like I think you've really taken a turn in the last couple of years where you're determined, like you've bought a new bow this year. 
Sean bought a new bow this year. You guys are spending quality time getting these things tuned in. You're spending money on gear. Like you're determined to get the most successful archery elk hunt you guys can get. And it's really going away from that like being at hunting camp, going to the barn, drinking till two in the morning, and then maybe getting up at 10 o'clock to go hunt, which, you know, I mean, there's times where like you need that, where it's like you're just having a good time. But I can see in your guys' point where you're ready to like, Oh, it's going to be dark. Get your, get your rest and get there in the dark in the morning. One of the places that me and Sean have planned, like, we're crossing a river. Spike camping it. At, like, 4 in the morning. Yeah. Where? That, that was a big thing we talked about is our usual resting place, I guess, Yeah. is not going to be the same. I We've really talked about doing the kind of just switch into we're going to go in somewhere and we're just going to keep going and we're going to have the stuff we need to stay the night. Yeah. Well, and, and all, uh, all this planning and stuff, like part of your planning too is like, what do we also need to bring? So like, let's say you go four miles in. Are you guys going to have your truck parked into somewhere and you're going to go in from there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that the most likely We'll have situation? base camp. Yeah. yeah we'll so have, like, we'll, we'll but you're going to need to have camp. like we'll all have your coolers. You're going to need like, a lot of the things you have to be prepared mentally for is like once I make this like your goal is to make that successful kill this year. Once that happens and you guys get through the moment that you guys have been waiting for forever, the hardest work comes from that, and then it turns into getting that game back to the base camp. Which, and like that's something you have to plan for. And and a lot of that preparation is I've been paying very close attention to probably one of the best. I don't know. He's almost an artist when it comes to skinning things and, and, and quartering them out, which would be Trapper Dave. Right. Like, before I would I would watch him, but now when, when he does something, I actually, like, watch him. Like right. I'm Get your I'm, hands in on stuff, too. I'm looking where he's making cuts and asking him why he's doing it and actually taking the information in instead of just being there while he does it right and you guys will have that preparation too because like think about this probably gonna have to want like three coolers in your camper mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and if it's 80 degrees out you're probably gonna want to have ice in one of those coolers oh yeah well and and where base camp is gonna be it's very close to somewhere where all of that stuff is easily accepts as accessible Right, but you guys need to be able to plan for like a fifteen-hour packout as possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's it's going to be mainly you too. I feel like is am I wrong? And and that also kind of ties in with with gear that we've bought to where we're both now into layering systems. So if you're working into the night, you know you can throw layers on and getting the right gear like headlamps and packout bags and, and water. And water and hydration packs and food just in case, you know, halfway through the pack out, you know, you're too tired. Well, as two people that have that have, have very low and I, I'll put myself in that same same category, low experience of packing animals out. Oh yeah. Almost what do you zero. what do you guys think? Let's say Sean shoots a three hundred and he shoots a good six point, right? What where do you see Two, the two of you, how do you see it going a four mile hike? Like, what do you envision right now? I mean, it's it's going to take more than one trip, right? A mule deer, an elk, an elk. Oh, an elk for sure, more than one trip. But 
I mean, I, I, you I thought knowing about me in your and head, though. well, and I have, and knowing me and Sean, we're gonna get a lot out on the first one because we're so competitive with each other that it's gonna be like who's gonna strap the most meat to their back. Well, I mean, it's it's. I mean, packing an elk out with two guys is is not a fun task, right. but it I mean can be done. You take you know, you take more than you should the first oh, trip. You always do, and then you go back, and then that way when you come back your second time, you're lighter. Oh, I know. I I'm just saying. Like my point is, are you guys prepared for those situations? I think we are prepared in every single way except for the experience. As because- far like what you're saying, you just don't know what where you'll be and we don't have the experience to know what to expect we can guesstimate on what to expect but i don't know have you ever packed an elk out with just two people yes he's got me beat i mean every time i've done it there's three or four people that have been there i mean you you get something down and you call over the radio and be like hey we got something down and we need to rally the troops and get up here it's it's just not a you just don't think about it. You just do it because you. I know. You but get I feel there. Like you have to be prepared for the end, and never like the unprepared, like prepared for the things that. That's that comes with being a hunter because you shoot something and you pack it, like because that's like how where I came from from hunting was. We're six and a half miles in. Anything that gets on the ground is on our back on the way out, and so. Right, but what time of the year have you been out with these with these guys? Archery rifle when you were in the bob what was the, the normal temperatures during archery <sighs> i have well i've never archery hunted in the bob but i guess in the other mountains on the west side of the state i mean it's the hottest it probably gets 55 60 and that's where i'm getting my point is is like you could be potentially in situations where 80 85 80 degrees. 85 degrees like are you prepared for those and i i'm just i'm simply just trying to get um like for the listeners to understand, not like I'm not saying like you guys aren't inexperienced. I'm just saying I want to know for the crowd what is your guys's like. Are you mentally prepared in all situations? Because I've been here. I've been in the situation like where oh fuck, it's 85 degrees. This animal's down. We have short time, short time, and there's two of us. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, are you prepared for those situations? And or do you think it's just like you're just gonna have to just make do with what you have well i mean it's if you make that decision in that high weather to shoot something get it in the shade cape it i mean you have to right away and then you start your process of getting i mean that's that it's you really have to work with what you have with you at that point i mean if it's the sun's beating down on you i mean it's it's tough do you make that decision as a hunter to continue your hunt and shoot something hard it'd be hard to say no it really would if you're in on elk it's very situational for sure it is and you're like i think as of right now me and sean mentally are as prepared as we can be going into a situation that's new to us well i'd like to know as much as i possibly can about what you guys are doing to be prepared for for your hunt so I can so then I'll explain like a much different situation that Matt and I are in and how we're preparing for it. I mean and then you can also include like you guys have big plans for rifle season already too, which includes me. Well, I mean not to sound too ambitious, but me and Sean would are planning and have talked about like how nice it would be 
to have both of our elk down during archery season mm-hmm. to well, focus on just mule deer during rifle. Yeah, and I, I do like that idea because I would say your rifle spots are probably 90%, 90% a mule deer spot. Oh, for sure. And and the other wild card that, that me and Sean really haven't touched that much on is we're going to have our 60-year-old, my 60-year-old father with us. The whole time. Well, no, I mean, as much as he as much as he wants to go, you know. So, and when the nice thing about dad is he's really like, it's not. You will never hear him complain. Yeah, it's not like having a third person that really makes, and he could care less if he shot anything. I mean, he would try if if something walked out at thirty yards, and no one else was around, he would he would try. But like, you have basically just a companion and someone that would want oh, yeah. to be there, and it. I mean. He does better than I do walking. So it's not like something in the back of my mind where I have to worry about, damn, is he going to make this hike or whatever? He did tell me that he will not be returning to the Hell Hill hike. <laughs> he has retired from doing that hike. But at the same time, in, in saying that, I'm not going to let him pack out what me and Sean pack out. Well, of course. I mean, you might as well just give him enough to make it comfortable. If he shot the elk... The only thing I'd let him carry out is the horns. Yeah, which is actually super heavy. <laughs> but um I mean, yeah. Like let's look, let's talk about so your archery hunting is not as like super strat- strategical, like have to plan things out like me and Matt do. But like you guys have your deal, you guys know what you're doing, you have your camping set up, you have your backups. You talked about spike camp backup thing set up, and your guys are gonna just get into spots. And you're going to see where the elk are and you're going to make plans based off of that. But I will say you guys, like I said, are being very strategic about rifle season already. Like, you're not even thinking about archery season. You guys have camera plans? Oh, yeah. Big time camera plans. And I think, um, I don't know, that's kind of a, I'm, that's a secret I'm not going to talk about. Well, that's well, the biggest thing is like, we don't, like Ramsey and I are still toying with the idea because we, we have more than one spot that we could archery hunt this year. And it's like, and one of them is significantly closer to home. And it's like, what? What are we? What are we talking about? P- private land? Yeah. But yeah. You can't shoot. We can't shoot bulls. Oh yeah. Oh whoa 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 whoa. Okay. Oh, and yeah. so it's like tough because it's like, do we do we do go we, to our our mountain spot and or then do we take some time and effort to relearn an entire area that we haven't hunted in three? Well, that I haven't hunted in three to four years. That Sean's never even. But you guys know on. you have the key to this to this to figure out. Like I don't even stress about it. You put up cameras all over three weeks leading up to the beginning of hunting season, and if they're in there, you hunt there. That's what you have to do. Yeah, if anybody wants to donate like a cool cool $1,000 for us to buy cameras, that would, that would <laughs> well, we have. I mean, you guys have six, we have six or seven cameras. Seven now. And you know where these, on this property, you know where the elk are going to be if they're on the property. It's like one of four spots. Yeah, I just. Some- and you don't even know if they're going to be there. No. Especially during our the thing I think you have in your favor is water. Now that that's open, you're gonna have tons and tons of people on public and private all over the place pushing elk all over the place because now they can hunt. Which is why, you know, we've we've talked about it and mountains we're heading to the mountains opening weekend. That's set in stone. That's where we're going. I would be at the mountains every single weekend. The only time I would change my weekend plans is I would check your cameras on Thursday or Friday and if they're in there then Hunt in there. If they're not, and if you if you get camera full of coyotes and deer, go to the mountains as your best bet. You have to place your odds, like your better odds, and I think your better odds are where you know there's definitely like high. I mean, 
the drain the basin you guys are in is a high, is the largest elk herd in Montana. Oh yeah. Spread out over like hundreds of hundreds of square miles, but yeah. it's still like you know there's elk there. There's other spot like I would just do it based off of I mean, it's legal in Montana. You go there, you ride the ATs, ATVs over there if you can get over there and you check the cameras the a day or two before you're going to make your plan and if they're in there, I mean, yeah, they're in there. And you will never know if you missed out on it. You will never know. Yeah. Right. Or you base off of like if you want to stay closer to home one weekend, then just do it. Like if you'd like to not be away for three or three days hiking around, I mean, you can make that decision too. But I would say your your best bet, and I feel like you guys could agree with me, is to head to the mountains. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the, archery season, the run-ins that we've had, it's just it's kind of a no-brainer. Like we know they're up there. We know we can get to where they are. It's just going to take the time and the effort to put us in those situations to get it done. I think too that like the high hopes that we're going to have for come September third are going to be. <laughs> you got to have them though. Like it's going to be once brutal. you lose your high hopes of like, and you got to keep them to the end of the season. Oh yeah, it's not over until that. You know, I I go into a, a sort of depression. When I see the sunset on on the last day yeah. of season, you know, and I, and I would say, instead of talking, if we do everything we're talking about, if we play the actions of all the preparedness and all of the, you know, getting in mental shape, healthy shape, bow shooting shape, I have no doubt in my mind that we will all be successful this year. That's the kind of dedication it takes to reach that pinnacle of being the best archery elk hunter you can be. Yeah, and um, like, give us some situations of you. Would, I mean, because we haven't heard anything about what Matt and Riley are talking about. I okay, mean. well, so our thing is very, very strategical, and in the years past, it's been. It's hard to say. It changes every year, just like everything else. But we have seventy thousand acres that we can hunt, and we have the archery tag. <sighs> There was a time where you could pinpoint where the elk are going to be all the time. But as we've talked about, a fire came through and ripped through a third of the ranch last year and really messed everything up. Went through the most prime elk hunting areas, the stuff that you could count on every single day. So it used to be you just wake up, go to the spots you know they're going to be, and just try to make stuff happen. You had probably a 95% chance you were going to get into elk almost every day. And and from my understanding, you guys are going to just kind of completely just toss your your well, old mode to the side no we're not we actually see we've we've talked with you guys about like not staying at the same at the cabin we've talked about not you know camping what we finally decided in the last few weeks is we don't know where the hell they're going to be last year they were on the opposite end of the ranch they were 30 miles away from where they're usually at so you had to drive every single morning on the side by side to get to a spot where you could hike out and get into elk again which I kind of feel like was due to the fact that there was just nothing to eat. Over. Yeah, it was a dry season. I mean, that's just what it was. We Matt came in and made the best decisions he could be, and he found the elk, and that's what happened. You know, the, the clients that came in during that season hunted over there, and we hunted over there, and it was just that's where they were at. You could catch some maybe coming up in the middle of the ranch, but everything on that, that south side that was just pristine was just not not happening. This year... We don't know what to do because our main plan based off of last year was like, we're tired of getting up every morning and not being in position. 
because you have to drive all the way over there. So we we're like, let's set up a wall tent. Let's set up all this whole camp within a mile of this area. And we'll get it to where it's just him and I staying in the um, in the wall tent. We're going to make our plan every morning. We're going to get up in the dark. We're going to hike into these spots because they're very vocal elk on the ranch, which is really awesome. You know, you're, you know where they're at 4, 4.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. So you could get in, call them in. You're already in there. Nothing's spooking them. Nothing's driving in. Nothing's disrupting. Like you're there. That's what the, that was our plan. And then we're like, we did all this turkey hunting in the spring. And at the end of turkey season, the end, I mean, when was the last time we were out there? Like a weekend or like the last weekend of three weeks, May or whatever that was. Ago. It was still green as can be. That fire area is getting green and tall and green and luscious again. And we're like, what if we mess up and we spend all this time at the spike camp and the elk move back into the, the green grass. Which is one of the hardest parts of making yeah, you it. Never, you'll never know. Well, the way that we're going to do, we're plant, that, that's what I'm saying. Like we talked about when we were on the shed hunt, we're going to make the spike camp. We're, we're, well, that idea is still there. But instead of banking on that idea right now, Matt and I want to go out like as much as we can in August and scout our asses off, put cameras up and pinpoint where they're at so like you know if they're on the south side the cabin makes the most sense to stay in if they're on the north side we'll make up the spike camp and stay on the north side if they're in the middle of the ranch we'll figure it out from there you know what i mean and so we have all this strategy to like we're going to go make a bunch of earth made or you know man-made earth blinds you know we're gonna go make a bunch of blinds which is probably also gonna depend a lot on what you guys see on the camera right right we'll we'll use the cameras and we'll also use like pre i mean there's still spots i'll be honest that like there's a pretty good it's not like i said it's not like it used to be where you could be like this elk's probably coming this this way every single morning it's more like we could probably almost count on a 50 percent chance you'll see an elk if you stay in the spot So we'll go make blinds in those spots, and, and we're just going to be very like like we talked about. It's just more like hardcore. Like we're spending more time strategizing and putting together a plan to put us in the best possible situation where we can make, you know, we can get closer to the animals. We can be on a good ethical, clean shot. And I mean, obviously, we're going to try and kill the most mature animals on the on the ranch, but also at the same time, like we're not going to give up really ethical good shots on bulls you know that's just what it is i saw it's kind of just a tangent really but i saw this cool thing on on social media today and a guy had his trail camera up and marked in the trail camera via like natural objects he had marked out 20 30 40 50 yards and took all of his pictures and averaged where they're going to be and that's where he practiced with his bow. Yeah, that's a good idea. I was like, well, that's a pretty damn good idea. Yeah. Yeah, well. And then, yeah, so it's like, and it's kind of cool because it's like, this will be the first year where it's really just, and, and if things go to plan, like where it's just him and I, just hardcore elk hunting. Like, it's kind of like, like I can compare it to like what you guys are doing, where it's more camaraderie, uh, a little bit more laid back, you know what I'm saying, the way we used to. And now it's like we're both, and like Matt said to me on the phone the other day, He's like, this is the first time in 20 years that I'm excited to elk hunt for archery this year. And like, when he gets. And I think that Bull Mountain Brothers has changed that for him. Oh, yeah. And he tells me all the time, he's like, I just want to film you shooting a big bull. Like, that would make my year. And it's like, wow, that's really, that feels good, you know? But I'd like us both to be successful. And 
um yeah there's so much more than just that i mean uh planning on you know there's just a whole lot of things that go into play um but a lot of it does start with spending weekends this summer like i said going in there and seeing where shit's at and spending that extra time planning and getting ready for it and then like he's ready to already and this is the earliest in the season i've ever seen him worried about his bow told me today he's like i need you guys to take the bow down to the place and i was like well shit ramsey just he's picking up his old bow yeah just um because he wants it to be ready and like there's just a lot of planning and strategy that's going into everything for this season and uh yeah i mean there's just i'm i'm excited because it's gonna be cool it's gonna be yes i don't think i've ever planned this hard for a hunting season before and we thought we went hard last year we did we kind of had the same conversation very very diluted though oh yeah versus this sure. year but it, it i mean i've never spent this much time looking at maps i'd say that no. the company does amplify things a Absolutely. tiny bit but at the same time like i said i think the biggest part is like you we've all seen the potential that we have to like be more successful by just taking that extra step and i always talk about this with josh where i remember the year that i shot that bull and i there was so many other situations where like if I just would have taken the extra step, I could have been successful on 10 different bulls. But like I never took that extra step. Like I, you know, I was a little bit overweight. So there was a time where I was sitting down and my legs started cramping. And I feel like if I was in better shape and I could have sat differently and I would have been more comfortable. I, you know what I mean? Like just different situations. Even just shooting your bow more so you'd have been yeah. confident when you took that 60-yard shot. Yeah, like if there's an there's a elk coming through the trees with a full frontal at 50 yards, I'd be more comfortable taking that shot if we shot as much as we're going to shoot in the next two months. Mm-hmm. So right. it's like that's where all this like summer planning just comes into play. Where And it all interweaves with itself. Like you yeah, do one good. thing to help this thing that helps this thing that helps this thing. And it's all good for you. I mean, like to like if the plan is to shoot the bow a shit ton. Take the hunting out of the equation. Being more confident and, and more accurate with your bow is fun. <laughs> oh yeah. I I enjoy just shooting my bow. Yeah. Like, like imagine there, there was nice days in winter where I was like with my old bow, I was just like, I'm gonna go shoot my bow. Yeah. We just have to really capitalize on our opportunities and, and definitely like like the gym has to be a vocal, like a not a vocal, but a, it well, has to be a. a and it all starts with with mental health. I think because if you're mentally right, you're gonna work out. If you're working out, you're gonna, you know, shoot your bow better. You're gonna hike better. Yeah, you're gonna spend more time when you when you hike better and you shoot your bow better. You're gonna have a better. Well, like, chance let's just talk about finding like, the animals, like eating healthy. Oh yeah. So eating healthy sometimes, and I don't. I want to know how you like. What do you feel about this? Sometimes it's like that Sunday comes around for meal prepping and you're just like, oh, I just would rather sit around and And relax. do nothing. Oh, and yeah. if you were doing that working out and doing that mental thing you're just talking about, you'd be more apt to just make sure you just do your meal prep every Sunday and don't oh, complain yeah. about it. It's it's when you slough off into you know, the channel of I don't need to do it because yeah. I can run Procrastination. To the, I can run to the store and I can get food. Yeah. Instead of, I have food ready to make, I can focus on everything else because all I have to do is go heat my food up, eat it, and I'm done. Right. Instead of, oh, I have to get in the truck, I have to go drive somewhere, I have to get food, I have to come back, I have to eat it. You know, you're already, everything's right there. It's just so much easier. It just takes extra time. And like taking that extra mental step to be like, so Ramsey and I have a bow range in our backyard. We could literally shoot all every day 
both times a day. And we've been talking about it forever. It's like, why don't we just get up 45 minutes before we're supposed to go to work and, and just shoot, shoot our, our bow every half morning? An hour. We've talked about it forever. Why aren't we doing it? Right. And it's kind of funny, you guys, the, the whole meal prepping thing. I think Ramsey and I this year are definitely going to do a lot better on our sh- pre-hunting trip shopping as well. <laughs> yeah, oh instead of just God. eating bar food like 50% of the time. No, Ramsey literally, <laughs> wall tent weekends that we we went on last year. Is that when you guys bought like $90 in fucking steak? We wa- we were literally walking through Walmart and <laughs> Ramsey's like, I grab, he's like, we need some salt and pepper. So I grab pepper and then I grab just a, you know, generic thing of salt. And he's like, no, 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 no. We need the Himalayan. Oh <laughs> so we had this and nice. The peppercorn medley. Yeah. We had this nice like shaker. Of, oh, we still have it. We do. We still have it. Jeez. Oh, well, think about it this way, guys. It costs a lot of money to do that, that food that way. The amount of money you could save doing it the way you know how to do it now. Can know, save you more more gas money and more. We're gonna invest in in mountain house because we both have jet boils now. Well, so and I, then you could. There's. I don't think. I think you guys could really look into doing some sort of like, not as serious, but some sort of meal prep to prepackage meals to throw oh yeah. in your pack. Like the whole thing I brought up a while ago about the like having like a small onion. And some potatoes in your pack for dinners. That would, I mean, seriously. That's- oh, yeah, potatoes and, and that. And then all you got to do is uh, have your hunting knife on you. You stop, you have a little fire in the woods, and you cook up a bunch yeah, of food. Yeah, I mean, we don't. I'm going to buy one of the, the the platform attachments for my jet boil. Yeah. And I'll have a little, like our mess kits. You know, you can put those directly on flame and cook your food right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, then you it, don't have to worry about fire hazard or whatever. And know. there's a way you can figure out protein, I'm sure. Oh, there's protein in those in those jet boil meals. Well, so, I mean, he was talking about the potato onion thing. Like, if if you did potato onion, you have your carbs for energy, you have onion for flavor, and some nutrients. And then if you wanted some protein to pack in, um, I mean, like you literally could probably just put hot dogs or fucking. I don't know if that's something you'd want on the trail, but you could do something if you're only hiking for a day, and you did put food in your pack cold. I think it would stay. I don't know. There's a way you could figure it out. Is yeah. What I'm saying. And weighing packs too is going to be a big thing this year. Oh yeah. Because the 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 boots are going to have some miles. And which speaking of, we both need to go get new boots. Probably. Man, I really, both of I ours. want those Cam Hands Boa ones. Oh no! Dude. I think what did we decide on the Irish setters? Irish setters. Yeah, they make a super lightweight, but it's still got pretty good insulation. You can get like really a f- good for archery hunting. It'd be well. The thing was, is I was toying with the idea because you can get like a four hundred grain, and then an eight hundred grain, or a twelve or a twelve hundred grain. So and you could be wearing the boot, same boot all the time, right? But they're different thinsulate grades. Because I mean, if you're like, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. I don't have a problem wearing a twelve hundred grain boot in archery. Because if I take my boots off, I think it. I think it's not as bad for you, but it's bad for like a three hundred pound person where you're sweating your feet so much. I mean, of course, I'm not going to be com- like it's super comfortable versus having you know a four hundred grain boot because you don't need the insulation. But just for the 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 price to have one boot for all seasons, and I mean not all seasons, but you know for the rifle that we do. Everything but like super cold snow. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I just don't know. It's it's hard to. It's like, do I go out? Do I buy a four hundred grain set for archery and then buy that twelve hundred grain set for rifle? And and I think a lot of the archery thing comes down to like quietness. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you can just take your boots off like the like the Remy Warren and hunting in my Crocs. Well, I, I think like I, I should have when I when when I was running after that Skyland cow. Oh, dude, you'd have been so cold, dude. That was the crunchiest snow I've ever heard in my life, besides the turkey hunt snow. He's like sixty yards away, and just <laughs> yeah, that elk's gonna hear you. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what you would do. I, I don't. I'm not a. I've worn the same pair of boots for ten years. So I'm, I don't know. I can't I'm gonna be. Those things are still alive. To be completely honest, I'm gonna be serious. Like I have been doing so much like recently within the last two weeks of just constantly searching your feet are important it's a good thing to look into just gear into like we've been talking about like ramsey and i talked about the the spike camps that we're going to do because we are we're going to do that whether we're at the east you know the north west east or south spot we're going to do it and i'm like i'm like looking up super lightweight tents have you, looked, have you have you looked into those tents like Jacob and Josh have, those new ones, where they're like uh they're like I don't explain it, they call them a teepee. They're not a teepee. They're 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 a pack in wall tent, made out of that like. Is that like the one that Darren had? Yeah. yeah. What is that material? It's like the the same material as those like uh, Cabela's wall tents. It's like oh, heavy right. heavy duty tent. It's and almost they, like a nylon kind of Yeah, deal. I can't remember what it is, but they're packing. They're super lightweight, and they're made for two people. And they even, like, you can get a stove yeah, for and you, them. Yeah, and they get a little pack stove that you put in, too. They're super, I mean. I mean, that's all not. The, all of those boys are doing it. Jacob, Josh, Darian, Cody, Shane, all of them have one. And uh, it might be something you guys might be interested in looking into because it's like, like one guy would probably pack in the, the stove, one would pack in the tent. They probably weigh the same. And it would probably be less than like a normal. I mean, you're probably or, looking or, at three, four pounds. Two or three man pack. Right. Tent. And then like, obviously for rifle stuff, thicker sleeping bags, obviously going to be heavier or whatever. But like for archery, it's like we can go out and get like a, like if we got like a zero degree. Just a super packing, packable mummy packing, bag. Yes. Kind of like thing. the ones that get down into like a 12 inch cylinder, pack. you know, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I'm definitely buying one of those and i mean if so back in the day in the boy scouts to pass a certain i don't remember what it was because this has been a lifetime ago but you had to build a shelter and and sleep overnight somewhere wilderness survival yeah yeah so like you literally had to go out build a shelter from what you found around the area and sleep with what you had in your pack those little space blanket things, they weigh ounces, and you will sweat all night. I mean, if you just threw one of those over one of those super light sleeping bags, I don't think you ever could get cold. Right. I, I think it's going to be cool. I think you guys can have a lot of time in early August, late July, to put your packs together and be prepared for any situation. I think you do have a good idea. If Even if you're close to town, close to the house, it won't hurt you guys to pack it. Put a put a a spike camp there too, no. or at the Narnia spot. What if you're over there for whatever reason? Seriously, but yeah, that's like the thing with rifle season too. Is like I, I'm gone for ten days guiding this year. That's it. The rest of the time, I will be with you too. And we're gonna have one, two, three spots in a triangle within twenty miles that we need to check. We need to stop spending 
every single day all weekend at one spot because there's deer at these other spots. And I think it'll be interesting to see how we how we tackle it. I think the three of us need to have a, a meeting for hunting season like right towards the end of archery. Oh, yeah. And, oh, for sure. And tackle. Well, and I think... Uh, um, I know we're not going to be able to have like there's like one weekend in um, in uh, October that we aren't going to be able to, uh, be able to hunt, and that's going to be when the Zach's that was on the podcast it was his wedding, so maybe that weekend we can get together and like well shoot I don't even know we didn't even need a weekend we see each other every week so it's not like we can't oh, meet yeah. together and okay. I think it's going to be awesome I think we're going to have lots of things to look forward to mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to have an awesome season yeah bearing no crazy and, bad thing and like happen. we said before even if it's a bad season still gonna be memorable yeah i if it's bad or good we're gonna do the same thing oh yeah and i think and to have dad along and then maybe we'll maybe it'll be the year that we get sven as first deer um you know may, he's jones and he is jones in the shoes this well, what's his plan with with archery season i don't know i don't know i think he wants to go well, it wouldn't kill you guys to have a third guy, but it would kind of be difficult to focus on what the task at hand is. But like we've talked about before, I mean, sometimes taking new people out is just as enjoyable as doing something ourselves. I think I think we're gonna we're gonna fit in. Oh yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. I really don't think there's gonna be I'm trying to word this. I don't think we're not going to go out just the two of us as much as I I think we think we're gonna. I really because I well yeah you're gonna have the normal crew that's there too yeah well not just that but people from this like this area too I think because we talked about it and we have we have some guys that we talked about being able to come with us because if we're gonna do the Bull Mountain Brother stuff aside from our passion of hunting which requires as a media company like the filming and all that stuff it's it be kind of hard for just ramsey and i to do that and so we've kind of toyed with the idea well it's like well why don't we bring somebody else and you know and we've talked to people about it and they're like hell yeah i totally want to do that and let's to the mountain spot right yeah and it's like let let i he i have one guy they're christian who's been on the podcast multiple times has said he's he's like he goes i just want to go like i just want to be a guy that can hike. help pack out and i want right. to be there and i want to learn the area and and he's like i'll absolutely run a camera or or you know do whatever you guys need me to do and Sit he's like, back and call or something like that yeah he's like i absolutely want to do that well and that's where it comes down to like if he's on the camera i mean me and sean are both pretty proficient callers right whichever one of us wants to you know be in the hot seat the other one can well, sit it's a back team effort call. absolutely it's gonna be i i seriously it's gonna be it's such gonna be a great experience. it's it's really gonna be such a great it's gonna be a crazy ex- last hunting half of 2022 because i the thing is is it's like yeah ramsey and i are gonna have our bouts you and matt are gonna have your bouts mm-hmm. and there's gonna be somewhere it's all of us and then yeah there's gonna be bouts where the four of us are together or the, the three of us are together and because well, and if things slow down too i don't i definitely foresee the four of us doing shoulder hunts or not shoulder hunts but cow hunts if if it comes down to if you go, if no one if there's some of us that aren't oh, successful yeah. i, I could see us pretty doing, low on the old stockpile so. i could see us doing some cow hunts together for sure and some deer hunts and um I mean, like, I, it's not going to stop 
at Thanksgiving either. Like you will be going migratory bird hunting with us here. Like we will be doing waterfowl. Like I need you to get you. You don't get to make that decision. I need you to get you out and just see what it's like and understand like what it's about. It'd be really cool to get him out with Alan. Or maybe Alan even like this could be out. a year too where you dabble in trapping a little bit. Maybe. Or what else is in the spring? I mean, there's still shoulder season. I mean, it's going to be really awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun from September to to, to January, and then all of a sudden, then we get into Sean's, you know, you know, ice fishing season. And oh yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back into things and with a different attitude. And it's good to be prepared. That's 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 the moral of this. Stop prepared as we can be, because I guarantee you, there's going to be some situations where like. Uh, we definitely did not mm-hmm. plan for this. Yeah, which you learn. That's the best part about hunting. It's exactly it's different. I mean, you're learning all the time. That's great. Do you have anything else to add, Sean? I'm good. Ramsey. I feel pretty fulfilled in our conversation. With that being said, make sure that you're prepared. Make sure that you do some sort of... Um, I'm not going to tell you how to hunt. There's 10 different ways to skin a cat. But like if, I said, you know, these are these are all opinions. Yeah, this is, all, this is what we're doing. And if what we're doing helps anyone, um, give it a try. And I guess from a Bull Mountain Brothers standpoint, all we can say is do it with friends and do it with family. That's the most important thing. And enjoy your time. Absolutely, man. With that being said. Oh, Sean is hitting me up with what we just, before we leave. You know, you probably could have just brought it up. I know. <laughs> well, why don't you talk about it? Before we leave, we'll, why don't we huge. talk about what we did huge. a 45 minute video on before we got It's going it. to be huge. 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 Uh, you know, we came together as Beaumont Brothers and decided, you know, episode 25 is this. This is it. <laughs> yeah, it's a milestone. And we want to do something for the people that have stuck with us for 25 episodes and hold on for a second one away from half a year what do you think we're averaging per podcast like an hour and a half yeah 25 i mean this we have a we have over a day's worth of of audio out there of people listening to us and sticking with us yeah hell yeah and so we said we're doing a giveaway heck yeah on our instagram and it's it's amazing it's fun to do. It feel doesn't it feel good? It does because we haven't done one of these before, and it's like it was kind of like the Riley turkey Bro- hunt was similar but not the same. Yeah. Like we asked for things. Like this is solely well, the, the turkey hunt was a raffle, and this is a giveaway. So you guys don't have to put in any monetary value at all. No, and so basically to break down this this uh, giving giveaway, as Riley would say on uh, some bloopers, <laughs> um, giveaway, giving the give, giveaway, giving the giveaway, <laughs> a giveaway, giveaway, away. Uh, we're giving a uh, uh, olive hat. Yes, from the green olive himself. He that put is, it in there. That is correct. Um, a, a koozie. Oh yeah, keep your beverages cold. That's right. Or warm. A twenty-five dollar Shields gift card, which you could buy yourself so many things for twenty-five dollars from Shields. Yeah, if you are if you're already decked out in Bull Mountain Brothers swag after this, you take that twenty-five bucks, go get a cheap fishing. I mean, like you be fishing in style. You don't need anything crazy. No. You go get you go get a twenty five dollar Walmart fishing pole, and how are they going to get a twenty five dollar Walmart fishing pole with a twenty five dollar Shields gift card? Right? Okay, I meant a Shields fishing pole. Okay. My bad, my bad. I lost my track of thought there. <laughs> it's getting late. No, no, no. Bro, you get a twenty five. You don't need. You have the Bull Mountain Brothers swag. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, if you were looking at our social media this week, we have like the tan, the tan and brown hat has brought so much success in just the spring. 
Well, I mean, think of the shirts and the hat. That's all you need. You go out there exactly. with this $25 fishing rod, you're going to catch all the fish in the land. That's right. And uh, in the in the, in the the water. Um, <laughs> you didn't... You, you, you did all say, the fish in the water. <laughs> all right, what's the last thing on that that's in the giveaway? You get the merch drop. From our brand new... Or, or, or very new. Or very... <laughs> What, what, who said that? Me. In the blue, what did you say? Our said first, very new. Our very new. Our very new merch drop, man. It's our brand, our new. brand new merch drop. It is a swagged out t-shirt. Yeah, we have we have a sweatshirt now. We have two different colored t-shirts, and we're giving dry away, fit t-shirts. We're giving away our dry fit t-shirt that has. It's really I'm super comfortable and really comfortable for with the, the OG colors. So yeah, yeah. That, that's the Bull Mountain Brothers colors. Yep. And they kind of match the olive hat. That's kind of what we decided to go yeah. with that. Yeah, and in order, you know, in order to get enter to win, just check out our our uh, Instagram, Instagram, June seventeenth, which will be the day you're. Yeah, Ramsey will have all the details. Hearing this, this. Yeah, this will it? actually post that that post for Instagram will post at the same time as this drops. It yeah. will be the post for this drop. Yeah, right. Yeah, essentially, like the details will be out tomorrow. The pod, this podcast, you'll be listening to tomorrow. And then what is it? It's July first. The winner will yep. be announced on Instagram. Not June first, as I said like six times. Yeah. <laughs> and Riley, why don't you run through the the details on how to get entered to win? So basically, how it's going to work is you go to our Instagram. If you're not already following, which I hope you are, you follow our you follow the Bull Mountain Brothers Instagram page. You like the post that we we're going to give you the details on, and then you just tag three friends and in the comments, and you're entered. That's how you get in, and we'll do a random. We'll put everyone's name into a a, a, a generator for a giveaway generator. Oh yeah, and it'll be randomly drawn, and hopefully one of the lucky listeners on the podcast gets swagged out. July first, getting swagged out. Yeah, awesome. and one more last thing, I guess. Now that we definitely just talked about our first merch drop that'll be available this weekend. If you want to get your hands on one of this these things, the store is open. We have. We still have koozies. We have a limited. We have brought back three of the colors of hats that we had originally on there because we have a little bit left, and we wanted to be able to. We were saving them for some a couple like in person stuff we have, but we we think we're gonna probably go get some more hats. Mm-hmm. So there's like a quantity of three of each hat, except for we're out of the the pink black. So check for the three hats if you haven't got those yet. They're almost. They're literally. There's nine left essentially for the public and on top of that is the new stuff there's a new sweatshirt which is pretty awesome it's a heather gray sweatshirt with a silver inked uh bull mountain brothers it says bull mountain brothers on the sleeve it's pretty cool but i probably my favorite one i know the shirts are pretty cool too yeah i do like the shirt we have a blue shirt where we took the logo and kind of changed changed the colors of it it's cool little like kind of fishing looking shirt um and then we have like sean said the original it's a it's a charcoal shirt with the original colors of Bull Mountain Brothers on it. So all those are on there. And then we also are going to add, um, we're heavy, we have etched glasses, which are kind of our, like they, we kind of, you guys kind of advertise them as mugs, but they're basically pint glasses, mm-hmm. beer glasses that are, that have uh, etched Bull Mountain Brothers on it. Those will be on there too. So the Bull Mountain store is, the BMB store is getting bigger. She's moving. It's available. So make sure to check that out. And I think credit cards will be available because right now it's just PayPal. But we'll be able to take credit cards, I think, soon too. So check that out. Yep, absolutely. 
Thanks for bringing up the giveaway. I almost forgot about it. Uh, with that being said, I think we'll catch you guys on the next one. See you later. Peace. Two Leggings Outfitters out of Hardin, Montana is your one-stop shop for the best hunting and fishing adventures Montana has to offer. If you're looking for fishing adventures, big game hunting, bird hunting, and much more, get a hold of Dave or Patty at Two Leggings Outfitters, 406-665-2825. Book the adventure of a lifetime today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.